Blog Talk Radio. Good day to you. It is Andrew, the Goals Coach, coming to you live on the Goals Coach Daily. John Q. was a man who lived a simple life. He had 2.5 children and a very lovely wife. He had a simple little house with a simple little fence. He had a simple little job. He had left nothing up to chance. In the morning, he would wake, kiss the wife, and hit the door, go to work, and at his desk, drop his head, and cry for more. Not the kind of crying you can hear with tears and quivering lip, but a quiet desperation that made John feel really sick. One day he said to himself, I can't take this anymore. I've got to make a drastic change. My life's a total bore. So he jumped from his desk and he ran to tell his wife that today is the day that he starts to live his life. When he walked through the door, his eyes could not believe there on the floor was his wife crying crying on her knees. Not the kind of crying you can hear with tears and quivering lip, but a quiet desperation that made John feel really sick. Now, the public's story, you may say, is different from yours, but you have your moments of desperation. Of that, I am truly sure. This is Andrew Morgan, the Ghost Coach, welcoming you to the Ghost Coach Daily. Today's question is, Is it time for a change? I'm going to share with you seven deadly ruts and how to avoid them. This is from my soon-to-be-released book, Breakout, The Complete Guide to Getting Unstuck. And I want to jump right into it because you know how it goes. You wake up in the morning and you start your day thinking about the things that you have to do. You pause at the edge of your bed for a few seconds, and then you you rise to your feet to begin your morning routine. Somewhere along the way, without realizing it, you decide if it's going to be a good day or a bad day. You head out the door into a world that you've created for yourself, and you travel along a familiar route to get to a familiar building, to start a familiar job. The minutes turn into hours, the hours turn into days, and the days into months and into years. You have dreams, you have dreams, yes you do, and you know that they will bring more joy, more fulfillment, and more success to your life, but you also have some very real responsibilities and obligations that need to be met every day. You have bills, you have rent to pay or a mortgage, you have car payments, you have things that the kids need, the things that your significant other needs. You have deadlines at work. You have deadlines at home. And you have a lot of people depending on you being there for them. With all of this going on, where do you find the time to create a new reality? When do you find the time to make your dream come true? The truth is it is not easy. You know, life happens at the speed of living. If you don't plan and work for the tomorrow that you want, chances are you're simply going to repeat the today that you have. Sameness is the default. So how, then, how do you get unstuck in your business, in your work, and in your life? Well, I want to share with you the first step is to become aware of the hidden areas in which you are stuck. Rule number one, 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 one. (laughs) 
Ruts run deep when ruts run unknown. Ruts run deep when ruts run unknown. What do I mean when I say a rut? My definition of a rut is any repeat behavior that produces short-term satisfaction or short-term avoidance with negative long-term results. Focus for a moment on the three key uh, phrases in that definition. Repeat behavior. Things you're just doing over and 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 over again. Short-term satisfaction or short-term avoidance. Feels good while you're doing it. Or it feels good to avoid doing it. We talked last week uh, on the program with Chantel Beaupre, the, the author of Procrastinator No More, an audio program. We talked about procrastination. And we're talking, this is right down that line. So short-term satisfaction or short-term avoidance. And then the the third key in that phrase, that definition that I gave, is negative long-term results. And here are some examples of what I'm talking about, okay? Poor eating habits are satisfying in the moment, but over time, they lead to an unhealthy body. Short-term satisfaction, negative long-term results. Here's another example. Toxic relationships may satisfy an immediate need that you have for love, for acceptance, or for validation, but they damage your self-esteem, they damage your self-worth, and they damage your true self-image over time. And when I talk about toxic relationships, I'm referring to both personal and professional dysfunctional relationships. Again, short-term satisfaction, negative long-term results. And another one, another example, and this is one that you might not think of, is avoiding the perceived risk of taking a chance on your dreams and not fully using your natural gifts and talents. It may provide a sense of safety in the short term. It may provide a sense of safety in the short term, you know, to just kind of sleep on your potential, to have great ideas and and great potential and to not do anything with it. It may give you a sense of safety in the short term, but over time it will leave you feeling unfulfilled and wasted. It always does. It always has. It always will. Short-term avoidance, negative long-term results. Now, in seminars, I use the the word RUT, R-U-T, as an as a as an acronym that stands for the R is recurring, uh, recurring, repeat, routine, or rehearse. The U is unfulfilling, unproductive, unhealthy, unnecessary, unpleasant, unwise, unorganized, unsettled. The T stands for tasks, traits, tendencies, things, thoughts, tactics, temptations, intentions. Now, I want to give you seven examples using this RUT acronym, the R-U-T. And in those seven in those seven examples, we're going to expose the seven deadly ruts that people face and what you can do to avoid them. The first one, there are routine unproductive tendencies. Routine unproductive tendencies. I like to call this the working hard but not getting ahead rut. Okay? Tell me if this describes you. Tell me if this describes you. You are a really busy person. Really, really busy. But you don't always feel as though you're getting the truly important stuff done. I mean, you're running around and you're busy, no question about it. Your to-do list is to to is is as long as as my arm. And I'm six feet four, and I think my reach is I got a pretty good reach. You've got a long to-do list, but you really don't feel as though you're getting the truly important stuff done. 
You know, sometimes it feels as if the days and the weeks and the months just fly by. And even though you have big dreams, big goals, big ideas, you're not making significant progress towards making them a reality. You know, this is where a lot of, of achievers are today because there's so many things that are going on in life. It's not that they're not busy. It's just that they're not making significant progress towards the goals that they've set for themselves. Now, if this describes you, you may have routine, unproductive tendencies that steal your time and waste your potential. This is the working hard but not getting ahead right. See, you're expending lots of energy, spinning your wheels, but you're not moving forward. You're spinning your wheels, but you're not moving forward. I caution you, beware of the burnout. So what do you do if that's you? Well, you set some clear desired outcomes, and you be sure that you spend time moving towards them. Don't equate being busy with being productive. You know, don't equate, don't think just because you're busy that you're productive. You know, if you cut the head off of a chicken, the body will get busy, but the bird will not be productive. That's a fact. <laughs> I saw my grand, my great-grandfather do that. All right? So that's number one, the working hard but not getting a head rut. Okay, number two is repeating unhealthy things. Repeating unhealthy things. This is the physical addiction rut. All right? Now this is something that if you if you are if you're you're struggling with this then you want to get help but to describe what it is it's the person who repeatedly engages in behaviors that physically emotionally or psychologically feel good eases tension relieves pain while being performed but causes harm to the body over time and these behaviors usually involve things that you ingest things that you inject, or things that you inhale. And the irony of a physical addiction is that often the pain that you're trying to escape from originated from the thing that you're doing to escape from the pain. The warning there is to beware of the crash. If you're repeating unhealthy things, beware of the crash. And if you're, it's really kind of like speeding down a road that leads to to doom you know physical destruction and there are typically two things at the end one of two things at the end of the road either a wall or a cliff either way you have to do something about it and if you've tried uh if you if you've tried even once to get the monkey off your back and you found that that it's you're in its grips again then you know please by all means seek professional help Seek professional. It's a rut. It's a physical addiction rut. And it's, again, it's repeating unhealthy things. All right. The third thing, the third deadly rut would be recurring unpleasant thoughts. Now, up to now, you probably, you may have been thinking, well, he's not talking to me, but you might find that the, with the, uh, the, the next, uh, five that we're going to talk about that, yeah, maybe I am talking to you. <laughs> All right. Recurring unpleasant thoughts. It's the negative thinking rut. The negative thinking rut. It's recurring. It just goes on and on and on. This is a person who regularly thinks about worst-case scenarios. Okay? And the result of those thoughts is fear, worry, stress, anxiety, trepidation, and on and on and on. 
When you get stuck in this rut, you have the ability, you literally have the ability to find the cloud in the middle of every silver lining. It's kind of like you're traveling along the road of life with one foot on the brake and the other foot on the gas. You know, you got your foot on the brake, you got your foot on the gas. And you might even be able to see where you want to go. But it's the fear of losing something, losing people, possessions, position, perceived pleasure, personal power, professed personality. I can't think of any more P's. <laughs> I can't think of any more P words. But it's that fear of losing something, and sometimes the fear of losing life it's, itself that prevents you from going. You know, this is a person who might say, I'm just a realist, man. <laughs> man, I just call it like I see it. But you got to understand something. We see the world through our perceptions. We see the world through the experiences that we've had and kind of where we are as people, because very few people see the world in the same way. So if that's where you, you know, if that's kind of where you are, you know, then you want to, to you want to break out of that. You want to get beyond that. If you have recurring unpleasant thoughts, you want to get beyond it. And a good way to do it is to really learn to observe the thoughts that you have and not react to them. You know, pick up a copy of Eckhart um, Tolle's The Power of Now. You know, it's been around for a while, but it's there's some good, just basic uh, steps that you can take to to really kind of um, kind of disconnect, you know, the emotional reactions that you might have, uh, or to prevent yourself from getting from getting spun, uh, as it's as it's sometimes called, if you're suffering from re the recurring unpleasant thought rut, the negative thinking rut, you know, learn and understand that a you know if you if you, your your thoughts really don't move your body until they can hijack your emotions. That's what the easiest way for your 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 um your thoughts to take control of your body. And most people don't separate them so they don't see their thoughts uh as a separate part of who they are. They think that it's all one. So whenever they have a thought, they think that it's them because it's, you know, they hear that little voice, but the way that I the way that I've come come to understand it and and what I find that works incredibly well for me is just to realize that your brain um, has a particular function, and that function is to problem solve. That's the best thing that you're. That that's one of the functions of your brain is to problem solve. And a lot of worry and a lot of stress comes from trying to solve problems that don't exist. So the person who suffers from negative thinking, what's happening is, is that their brain is going through they're going through the exercise of solving a problem that doesn't exist. The stress comes from the fact that uh, it's continuous. And it's it's kind of like you know I think I may have shared on the program before with my youngest son when he was who's you know now in his twenties um, when he was going through his teen years and and kind of discovering the world um, you know we had a, a few nights where he stayed out all night at a you know ended up staying at a friend's house but imagine as a parent you don't know where your child is I think at the time he was maybe seventeen. You don't know where your child is. Well, you know, I remember waking up at at um, at eleven o'clock, and he wasn't home. And and you know, he was supposed to be in by midnight, and midnight he wasn't home. And one o'clock, you know, he wasn't home. And we're calling around, we're calling his phone, we're not getting an answer, leaving messages, texting him, not getting anything back. Um, you know, call his friends, we're either not getting answers, or the friends that we reached, uh, you know, they they didn't, you know, he wasn't with them, and they didn't know where he was. So as a parent, you go through that worst-case scenario. 
you start to do that scenario planning and you know wow what's you know what's going on you start to think of all the worst things he's he's hurt somewhere lying somewhere in a ditch um or he's in the hospital or or even worse than that and what's happening is the mind is trying to prepare me for a problem that it anticipates is coming up it's doing it at a, it it's hijacking my emotions because of the relationship that i have with my son but in the end most of actually in the end all of those negative scenarios none of them actually were real so what do i do with that other than just worry and fret it's just you know when when you when i observe the thoughts and i just observe and acknowledge that my mind is going through the process of what it does it's trying to solve a problem or it's trying to prepare me for a problem that it thinks is coming up and just by observing that it was able to I was able to interrupt the emotional response that I was feeling in my body to those thoughts. So if you're suffering from that, I'm not well, let's say, let's not say suffering, okay? If you if you have recurring unpleasant thoughts, um again, pick up a copy of Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now and and just learn to associate in a little different light with your thoughts. Learn to associate your thoughts in in a little different way. All right. So that was number three, recurring unpleasant thoughts. That's a negative thinking rut. The the fourth uh, deadly rut is the people hater rut. The people hater rut. You know, you 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 hear people talking about you know the haters and the and the um, you know the the people who just the 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 haters. Well, guess what? Sometimes we get into a place where we have recurring unfriendly thoughts. Our thoughts are unfriendly. You know, the first one or the the third one was recurring unpleasant thoughts. Now we're talking about recurring unfriendly thoughts, and and this is what it's like. You know, someone says something to you, or or they they um, they do something that just really literally ticks you off to no end. You know, maybe it was their tone, or maybe it was the the inference, or maybe it was a look that they gave you. Whatever it was, it stays with you far longer than the event itself. Now, some there's some who are listening right now who probably uh, experienced this just this morning. That you know, just something, just some this person just gets under their skin, man. They just get under your under their skin. You know, emotionally, you literally go from zero to a hundred in about a tenth of a second. And and some people will angrily act out. You know, others will hold those negative feelings in, and they'll find ways to passively express their unfriendly or unkind thoughts. The end result is the same, though. You, know, you, you, you take your eye off of your goal, you change your direction, and you're going after false vindication. You need some vindication. You, you, you express it as emotional drive-bys, as verbal head-on crashes, reckless resentments. They all come from this rut. And, you know, the saddest thing is when you're in a relationship with someone and you're having those recurring unfriendly thoughts, those recurring unkind thoughts just come up based on that relationship. And as I said, I call this the people-hater rut. It's not that people are hating on you. It's that you're in that rut of hating on other people. Okay, you have to be careful of the blowout with that. And and for the last three I'm going to share just some just a tip to get you through all three of them, all right? So just be aware of that. If that if you have that, if you experience that where certain people just get under your skin, then you might find that you have recurring unfriendly thoughts that are leading to that are leading um to certain um behaviors that that are not productive for you. All right? The the next one, number 6 is uh the pointless activity rut. 
you know, re it's repeating unnecessary things, repeating unnecessary things, pointless activities. You know, this this goes back to and connects to what we talked about last week about uh, with regards to procrastination. You know, if you're repeating unnecessary things, you might be stuck in a rut. Okay, unnecessary things are those things that appear not to hurt you, but they also don't help you. Just time wasters. Just time wasters. You know, in some cases, are things that you should be doing or things that you do when you should be doing something else that is more productive and more meaningful. You know, pointless activity. You're just stuck in repeating unnecessary things. There's no point to it, but you just you just got to do it. And there are a number of very there are a number of leisure activities that fall in in that category, as I'm sure we all know. All right, the, you know, the, the, a way to get past that one, and I will speak to that specifically, is to just really accept the fact, accept the fact that time wasted is time lost. You know, yesterday I talked about opportunities and guarantees it's the same thing with time you know we assume that tomorrow is a time that is always guaranteed to us we assume that tomorrow is is a time that's guaranteed a way to get past you know is to stop assuming that tomorrow is a time that's guaranteed to you and start building something with the time that you have you know these habits these ruts these 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 routines that we get into that become ruts they're subtle, but once they take hold, they're very hard to get out of. You know, Samuel um, Johnson first said it, and I think um, uh, um, uh, Warren Bennett said it later. But you know, the, and I'm, I'm going to paraphrase because I don't have the quote right in front of me. But you know, the, something to the effect of the um, the weight of of a habit is too light to be felt until it is too strong to be broken. Uh, and again, it's been said a couple of different ways over the years, but basically, we don't know uh, how difficult it is or how uh, binding and bounding a habit is until we try to break out of it. And then we realize that, wow, it is very hard to break out of. But if you're repeating unnecessary things, that's a rut, the pointless activity rut. And number seven is um, the the stuck in the past what I like to call the the stuck in the past and the big dream no action rut. They both they they both it's it seems like it's two, but it's really coming from unrecurring or from recurring unpresent thoughts. Recurring unpresent thoughts. Your thoughts are are in the past or in the future. Now I'll admit, unpresent is not actually a word. Okay, you can look it up. You won't find it. It's in my book, but you won't find it anyplace else. And what I'm saying is that if you're spending a lot of your time reminiscing on the past, we talked about getting past the past or dreaming about the future while not doing anything in the present, then you're in a rut. Okay? To live in the past is like driving a car forward with your head hanging out the window looking back. You know, we've heard a number of analogies to to give us a, a frame of reference to the past and not living in the past. When that happens, you're stuck in the past. And again, you can go back to the archives. Um, you can go to the archives for this program, and you'll find uh, the show that we did on um, on getting past the past. And um, there's some great tips in there. The other side of it, um, the other way that that we're unpresent is is when we have a positive expectation of a future that we're not doing anything uh, we're not doing anything to create. Okay, I call this being a dream junkie, all right? And a dream junkie is that person um, who has big dreams but little actions, 
they're they're not doing anything as it relates to the dreams that they have. And that's kind of like driving a car to the desert with a big picture of the beach taped on the dash, dashboard. You know, where you're going uh, is not where you want to go. And you can say, you know, surf's up all day long, but until you get on the right road, you're not going to get anything but sand, no water. So, you know, when it comes to the big dream, no action, but, uh, right, it's important that you, uh, one, if you're stuck in the past, you know, understand what the past is and, and, and where, uh, and where life is happening. If you're stuck in the future, just make sure that, uh, you, what you're doing, as I said, you know, to avoid being a dream junkie, just make sure that the size of your effort is bigger than the size of your dream. So if you have big dreams, it's going to require a big effort in the moment. And just make sure that you are alive and that you're that you're getting things done in the moment. And actually, you know what? I threw my count off because I said that that was number seven, but that was number six. The the last one is the recurring unhealthy tension um, rut. Recurring unhealthy tension. And that's a stress rut. You know, if you want some tips on that, we talked about stress. Um, in a past show, and actually with one of the other tips, we talked about fear. So if you're suffering from, um, you know, recurring uh, unpleasant thoughts or negative thinking, you can go back and check out the show on fear. But for this one, stress, go check out the show that we did on stress. You know, there's good stress and there's bad stress. And, you know, good stress is going to focus your attention. It's going to sharpen your mind. And it's actually going to add a little spice to your life. You know, that's a good thing. Uh, bad stress is what overwhelms you and tears you down, and it's continuous. So, you know, you want to avoid that bad stress and look at it as a rut, something that you want to break out of. You have a, uh, you, you've created a habit of, of being in a stressful situation. And you might be thinking, you know, how can I get stuck in a stress rut? Yeah, I mean, that, you know, although it might be recurring, it's certainly not something that provides short-term satisfaction or, or short-term avoidance. Well, living in a state of overwhelm can become a rut if procrastination is the cause of your overwhelm in particular. You know, again, this is another sign and symptom of procrastination. If you routinely avoid doing things that you don't like until you absolutely have to do them, then you're actually creating that unhealthy stress. If you take on additional projects, if you take on more than you can handle, then you're creating that stress. If you are not in a place of continuous learning where you're um, you're learning new skills to keep up with what's going on, then you might find yourself in a place of continuous stress. And um, it's a subtle thing, but, you know, I, I had, have a coaching client that I was talking to um, who's in a job that's literally impossible to do in a certain amount of time. Um, so she ends up having to take a lot of it home. She's salaried, you know, it's a salaried position. So it's not like she works overtime. She just has to take it home and it carries over to the weekends. Well, I shared with her a, a tip on how to more effectively get the job done using technology, a particular software program that's out there, and she's used that, that tip, and, and, um, and I'm happy to say that, you know, she's actually cut down the time it takes her to, to get that job done by, by a great deal. So, you know, we have more to do today, but there's more to help us get it done. And sometimes the stress comes from us kind of falling behind in what we know in our knowledge. We're, we're trying to do a new job using old knowledge, and, and that creates stress. We feel like we're overwhelmed. So those are the seven, the seven ruts that you want to avoid. And, again, it's the stress rut. It's the pointless activity rut. It's the, um, the stuck-in-the-past 
stuck in the future rut. It's the people hater rut. It's the negative thinking rut. It's the uh, the 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 working hard but not getting getting ahead rut, and it's the physical addiction rut. You want to avoid them because ruts are where we bury our dreams, and ruts are those routines that just continue unchecked. And you know, tomorrow we're gonna I'm gonna share four questions that you can ask yourself to determine if what you're doing is a routine or a rut. Um, we're gonna cover that tomorrow. But with all of these overall, I, I just want to share with you that one thing that you want to do is to routinely and regularly examine your thoughts, question your assumptions, and expand your knowledge. Remember that all routines have an expiration date, so make a habit of checking those routines to be sure that they are still working for you and don't um don't always trust your assumptions you know it was socrates who said that the unexamined life is not worth living make a habit of examining your life make a habit of examining what you do and how you think and how you feel and then update that as as necessary as needed as we go through different phases in life um, and phases of life things change and we need to change to keep up with it all right that's it for today Send me your comments. I love to have and hear your comments on the uh, on the on the board here. If you have questions or if there's a topic that you'd like to hear uh, covered on this program, just drop a note on the uh, on the comment board there. And um, until tomorrow, when we'll get back together and do this thing again, just know that this is Andrew Morgan encouraging you as always to get up, get out, and get going. For as long as you are alive, live without limits and without regrets and know that the world is a better place because you are in it. Just make sure that what you do today is an affirmation of that truth. We'll talk to you tomorrow at the same time.